0: never fail to respond to a crisis as a people and i tell you what i'm so darn proud and those poor people who have lost you know anyway
1: and then he just kind of looks down and (sighs) stops talking um
0: joe biden is a dummy so oh, no no no
1: no hey no now, not, not, no not not that. It. it was an no. old clip not appropriate
2: yeah um these sean, are, we're coming together during these times michael you need to reread that
0: memo
1: i know sean you took in a fair amount of joe biden speaking yesterday how, how, what's your uh
0: oh, assessment of how he's done eloquent top of his game uh no no he's he's fumbling to complete sentences like we saw there i don't i wonder what's going on there Time is what's going on there. Oh, do you, uh, you! This is ageism, folks. The ugly face of ageism. It's uh, yes. It's it's very disappointing to me personally for uh, but I, for him to be the the leading charge for the 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 against the Trump re-election. I'm campaign. trying to
1: be completely fair here and not like just. Pick moments of uh, you know misstatements and uh, and then extrapolate from there because you you can you can find every politician stumbling fumbling various times of course but uh, he has been in some really friendly environs lately where yeah. he's on a channel where nobody's challenging him and they're all rooting for him and they all hope to God he beats Trump right and he and he just like lays an egg it seems like
0: and that clip has a great example of it's. It's the fact that he seems self aware of, oh, I did it again. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Wow. As opposed to like the, like when you look at like George W, right? When he, hey, you, you can't fool fool me once, she, he was able to kind of guffaw right, his right. way past those Sorry things. Sorry, I got your name wrong, Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> He was able to kind of judo roll with his own flubs in right. a way that wasn't depressing
2: the way that yeah, Biden exists. seems to have a snowballing despair yeah, going on. He yeah. does
1: every once in a while. Well. This, yeah. this one, because Hanson showed it to me, the video, it has a bit of a look of a guy thinking, I just, I can't, I can't come up with it, I can't do it, I shouldn't be doing that. Oh,
2: I that's, mean, that's, listen, I think Joe Biden's a thoroughly decent human being. Got nothing to do uh, with particularly it. Particularly among... Politicians, every time I've seen him in the last week, I have been I've felt bad for him on a human level every
1: single time. If not, if nothing else, it's kind of interesting that Andrew Cuomo has emerged as the face of the coronavirus for Democrats, mm-hmm. the governor of New York, not the candidate for president,
2: where 50 percent of the cases in America are.
1: In now, maybe case. that's unfair because he's got there's a reason to tune into Governor Cuomo. Sure. Yeah, like you just said. Um, so maybe that's unfair to Biden. But you'd, you'd think Biden would somehow be able to turn this into a "Here's a chance for me to be." Here's an alternative view of leadership on this, and it, he hasn't seemed to be able to do that yet. Anyway.
2: Well, um, uh, yeah, I can. I could fill ten minutes on the ways I dislike Cuomo, but um, he's a sharp guy.
1: On the other side of this is kind of interesting. A the Seattle NPR station has decided not to air White House briefings because what they say is a pattern of false or misleading information. So in other words, NPR in Seattle says the president just lies. So we're not even going to air the White House briefings during the biggest crisis in most of all. Unless you're 80 years old, this is the biggest crisis of our lives. And they're not going to air the White House press briefings that always include other doctors and everything else.
2: Well, that's because they are so up their own heinies, so in their ideological bubble, that if they hear the president, for instance, say the, uh, the, the uh, malaria drug, very promising, I think we may be able to save some people's lives. But fact check! The malaria drug is not yet approved by the FDA! And they would pat each other on the back and high five that they had caught the president in a lie. Because he said he hoped it could save lives. They are so down that road there; they, they're blind. They're that's, blind. That's pretty wild. It is. Bl- I've been watching those uh, those uh, press conferences and just the what are they calling them? The daily briefing. Yeah. Um. And and they're frequently a little longer than they need to be, honestly. But um, it is not a a a PR spin match. It's really informative. And when people aren't sure, they're saying, now we're not sure about this, but we're hoping to figure it out in the next few so days. So what
1: does it, What does Seattle NPR think of the fact that Trump has a 60% approval on handling the coronavirus right now from Gallup, and it's gone up every week? Including
2: 60% of the independents.
1: And it's gone up 10 points among Democrats. Right. Democrats who haven't liked anything Trump has done. It's gone from almost nothing to 15% of Democrats who are now approving of the way he's handling this 60 percent. come on now that's a good chunk of america well that's
2: the that's a great illustration of the dangers of being in an ideological bubble and seattle
1: npr they're like in a bubble inside a bubble oh right 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 yeah that's the hipster of the hipsters oh yeah absolutely anyway that's that and this is this how's that for a transition Um, We've one
0: of the best ever. We've talked about. Skillful. have talked.
1: Thank you. We've talked about this. (laughs) I'm getting praise from all around. (laughs) Uh, We've talked about this a lot over the years, so this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Yet I was still surprised as many times as we've gone over this. More than half of American households report they do not have money set aside for an emergency such as this. Mm. The old save for a rainy day. This is the rainy day. And uh, we've been talking about this for years. The credit
2: card is the new savings account. I just came up with that. What do you think of that? I I think it's absolutely true. It wasn't as good as your slick, slick transition a second ago, but I think there's
1: truth to it. That was that. This is this. Uh, 40% of U.S. households can't handle a $400 crisis. 40% of U.S. households can't handle a $400 crisis. Wow. You can't survive as a society like that. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying, just laying out the fact of a society can't survive like that. A society built with that savings ethic will not
2: flourish. I will tell you this as well, that if a crisis comes, the ground will be so fertile for socialists to sell their remedy. That it will sprout and take over what? and and like kudzu in the South, it will choke uh, all that uh, went before it
1: and worth pointing out that's households that's not even like husband and wife individually as I, a household, forty percent can't come up with four hundred dollars yeah, wow, extra at the end of the month I'm you know I look around all the time and I think, how do they have that car that house that how'd they go to Hawaii how they how'd they did it Ooh. well now you, this is how you know this is how the people do it apparently. I mean, looking at these numbers,
2: Jack. And- I believe the credit card is the new savings account. Yeah, just for see- those just tuning in. <laughs> yeah, look if you're it, just, look just at John joining coughing us, coughing into his elbow. Good for Good you, man. Now get your elbow out of
1: here; it's dripping with goo. If you're just joining us, coronavirus. Coronavirus. That's right. For those of you just joining us, Joe Getty believes the credit card is the savings account for the modern America. So, forty percent of households can't handle a four hundred dollar hit of any kind. Man, that's that's like two tires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a a big dent that was your fault. Um, Man, tires are expensive. They are. So more than half of American households say they can't handle a situation like this. If We break it down by age. Okay, 18 to 29-year-olds, it's 60% that aren't prepared for uh, any sort of crisis. You're young. One, you ain't got much money. Two, you're not very wise. I was in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. But it's half of 20- to 39-year-olds. It's 60% of 40- to 49-year-olds. That's terrible. In your your 40s. It's 56% of 50- to 59-year-olds. People in their 50s, 56% did not set aside any savings for a crisis. That's astonishing. Well, it's no longer a cultural norm. It's almost half of 60-year-olds. It's almost half of 70-year-olds. The only group is the 80-plus, and that would actually be people that came out of the Depression era that have been through this before. Yeah, yeah. That's astounding. Wow.
2: It's a cultural change, and again, the part that bothers me is that when we are caught with our pants down, which might be now, And nobody has any savings. They look to the government. And the uh, Bernie Sanders of the world and the Chuck Schumers and Nancy Pelosi's will be able to shove through their grand uh, socialist vision because everybody's desperate. You know, uh, a friend passed along a uh, Freakonomics podcast the other day. And you can find an economist to say about anything. But this uh, economist... Talking about if Bernie Sanders' economic policies were enacted as they were proposed. And and listen, one more caveat. I'll throw this in. I'm a fair-minded guy. Um, Bernie couldn't get a third of his policies through Congress because it would be suicide for the nation. But if Bernie were to get his wish list that the young kids cheer for so loudly at their rallies, we would have... Twenty-four percent of real D, uh, GDP and consumption that we have now. Fifty percent drop in wages. I'm sorry, twenty-four percent drop in GDP. Fifty percent drop in I've wages. Got the, the audio from that if you just want to. No. Okay. Sixteen percent drop in employment and hours, and a fifty percent drop in the stock market. Uh, it would be like a permanent coronavirus, which is a pretty good shot at old man Bernie going forward. Of course, Bernard yeah. Sanders. He's doomed, and poor old Joe Biden is carrying the pennant for the uh, the Democrats of the country. Um, 60% Trump approval rating on the coronavirus at this point. Who'd have thunk when this thing struck? And I had friends who were Democrats texting me and saying, it's not who can beat Trump, it's what. The coronavirus is what we're
1: looking for. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, that's the Gallup poll, and that, and and that same Gallup poll, he has a forty-four percent approval rating. So you got sixteen percent of people who don't approve of him as president. Who approve of him his handling of the coronavirus. Yeah. Hey, media, you, you ought to at least take a look at that with your all-day negative coverage of everything he does and think, eh, maybe we're so far out of step with uh, mainstream America, we're,
2: no, we are got to take a look no, at ourselves. No, they said they were going to reappraise that then take a look and go <laughs> out into the hinterlands after the election. But then he eh, got a uh, invite to a cocktail party in Manhattan and didn't bother. So, what's, so if they didn't uh, then, they ain't going to now.
1: What some of us are doing during the great quarantine, our text line is four one five two nine kftc
2: And what one college professor said is
1: his most striking observation
2: of the new era. Oh, can't wait to hear it. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. It's actually kind of silly. but
1: Well, you believe the credit card is the new savings account. I do. I do believe that. <laughs> to my core.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: And Getty Show. We've also seen a lot of people posting about how Shakespeare and Sir Isaac Newton came up with some of their greatest ideas while under quarantine during the plague. Uh, that's great. So far, all I've discovered is you can slide a laundry basket down the stairs. But congratulations to them. I agree. James Kimmel, American. J- James <clears throat> Kimmel. I have bad news for Joe. They've decided to postpone the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh
2: no! Of oh no! How will that somewhat interesting tourist attraction get attention? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Senator Rand Paul is defending his decision to not uh, self-quarantine while is awaiting his <laughs> test results,
2: and keep your head on a swivel there, uh, Rand. Here's, see that French neighbor of yours in the halls of the Capitol, run. He's been hired by your own party.
1: He urged people in an op-ed today in USA Today to stop finger wagging finger-wagging at him for not self-quarantining. I did not quarantine while awaiting a coronavirus test because I did not meet the criteria for a quarantine. In fact, I did not meet the current criteria for even being tested, much less quarantined. They just told me I should get a test. So I went and did and went about my life, which is, why wouldn't you?
2: Tutting and condemning other people's behavior is how we feel good about ourselves, Jack. Instead, and Rand. instead of, condemning others makes us good people. That's what makes
1: Twitter run. <laughs> that is true. That is the that is the the grease
2: of uh, Twitter. Soul sucking cesspool of negative feelings.
1: Instead of hounding people who get tested and then quarantine themselves, perhaps we need to broaden the testing and quit the finger wagging. Said Rand Paul in USA Today. Yeah, if they told us here at work we all have to get tested, I'm not going to go into self-quarantine until the results come out. No, why would I? I feel great. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. Poor Rand. (laughs) First his neighbor and now this. First his homicidal neighbor. Um, uh, Two things that uh, we need to to learn about other countries that seem to have this under control. Uh, South Korea and China. I saw one article that said, we need to not get too excited about trying to learn the lessons from China. They went around locking people in their homes or threatening to shoot you in the streets. So we're not going to do that. So anything that worked in China doesn't apply here. And then in South Korea, they do a lot of stuff that we don't do. We mentioned this yesterday. They track everybody everywhere they go all the time. And then we're able to say, okay, you've got corona, and then they went back through all your data to see where you were and who you are in contact with and then contacted them. It right. would work pretty well if you're willing to be tracked. Yeah, they don't have a Fourth Amendment. You're under surveillance. So they ask people in the United States, how comfortable would you feel if technology companies shared your location data with the government so that it could better track Americans' locations? 25% said comfortable, two-thirds uncomfortable. How about the spread of the coronavirus specifically? Uh, only 35% comfortable. 60% uncomfortable. So only a third of people in America said, yeah, they can share my information if I've got coronavirus to try and track it. That's uh, that's a different attitude than a lot of other countries obviously have. You know, on an opt-in basis, doesn't bother me that much.
2: Um, of course, you're volunteering other people's information in effect.
0: i have to think about that one. I got some pretty bad news for those two-thirds of people who aren't comfortable with it. I'm pretty sure it's already happening. Probably. Yeah, the, the coppers have that. What's the name of that system?
2: I can't remember but it's it's that system on the top of the cell towers that track you without a warrant. Um uh they were waxing so admiringly on MSNBC this morning about the Chinese response. It was really
0: astounding
1: What, the arrest of the doctors in the beginning who announced the uh, virus? No, they overlooked that that part.
2: They forgot about that part. It was how effective they've been. And they were talking to a doctor who admired how everybody wanted to pitch in and and help. And everybody was uh, one for all and all for one. Uh, Well, number one, that's part of Chinese culture. And number two, if if you didn't, they'd put you in a concentration camp.
1: Right. Oh,
2: wow. Where you can't get good, fresh
1: bat. How about we stop saying anything positive about a country that has two million slaves? Yeah. yeah. Huh? How about that? Yeah. You're well, here. Well said. Speaking of uh, China, Twitter, uh, Tucker was talking about this last night. So Twitter is attempting to take down all false corona information. Because they say there's too much false corona information out there flying around on Twitter and it's harming society. So they're taking it down. They have not taken down tweets from the Chinese government claiming that America caused this and a variety of other things. (laughs)
2: Every Um, time we grant these tech giants the right to be our wise and benevolent censors, they screw it up in the first three seconds. Just stop talking about that. Stop it. They're not going to be our, our curator. Our mommy and daddy that watches the episode before we get to watch it. They're,
0: they're not going to do that. They're terrible at it. Can an argument be made in terms of like the, the parody thing where there is there is no expectation of the Chinese reports to be true in the first place?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I certainly don't expect them to be true. Uh, but then I don't know if you can justify taking down the other stuff and you leave can't. theirs up.
0: You can't. That's, That's the answer.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. A nation in crisis looks to its leaders. In these troubled times, leaders like Dr. Fauci and Cardi B, my only concern is I won't understand a word she's saying.
0: How am I supposed to know that I have the coronavirus? Now, let's say if I have the coronavirus right now, right? How am I supposed to know I got it? Because sometimes I would be like, if y'all have a cough, you have it. But then I be seeing these basketball players say like, yeah, I have I have I have the coronavirus, but I don't got no symptoms. and it's like so how the f am I supposed to know when I supposed to like get tested for it? Y'all playing, y'all playing with me. That's my problem right there. That's my problem right there. Cause y'all not y'all not really saying what it is. And it's like, all right, so tell me what it is and what it ain't. I'm starting to feel like y'all pain that they got it and if y'all are paying <laughs> to say that they got it pay me too pay me too okay
2: you know I think all of us have had a moment whether in a night of drinking eating pizza or or, or whatever where we realized okay that's too much yeah <laughs> enough
1: I hear where you're going here
2: yeah yeah I don't want to hear another word yep. out of that uh, yapping that's numbskull. That's enough of that yeah that's plenty of that i like the little one
0: coronavirus coronavirus that's yep, about it. that's funny
2: that's New York Times getting a lot of attention the other day for the uh worst of reasons although it tickles the heck out of me. The same story had three headlines in quick succession in a single day. Same story. They started with Democrats block action on 1.8 trillion dollar stimulus
1: because that was uh what happened, right?
2: Then uh hour or two later uh, it changed to Democrats block block action on stimulus plan seeking worker protections. Okay, so all right, yeah, we're admitting they're blocking it, but
1: it's for good reason. That's less accurate because that leaves out some of the other stuff they were doing, seeking worker protection. That was some of the other some of the other stuff that they were trying to jam in there that was blocking. Right, and then later that same day, Democrats block action on 1.8 per- trillion
2: stimulus became partisan divide threatens deal on rescue bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then and then, they had an opinion piece the coronavirus bailout stalled and it's Mitch McConnell's fault
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing of the modern life that people can screen capture these headlines and see how they evolve through the day as they get pushback from all kinds of various uh, corners I would imagine politicians, advertisers opinion makers readers
2: so there's an upside dollars. Oh, that's right. I was going to talk
1: about the college
2: thing uh, because my, my junior college junior daughter is home right now because they've closed everything down, but she's taking all of her classes online now. Awesome. And she's doing meetings for her internship online and the rest of it. Um, and she was talking about how this one class is a Socratic seminar. It's discussion. And the professor asks questions and then they talk about the answers, blah, blah, blah. She said it was a little weird at first. Everybody was hesitant and... Um, but it seemed to pick up steam and, and everybody was finding their footing as we're you know, building the plane in midair, as they say. Uh, but I think it will lead to a new look at the college thing, which we've been calling for for a long time. The professor said one thing to his students that I found interesting. He said, boy, y'all have really upped your meme game. The Internet is just exploding with great memes right now. This could huh. be seen as the golden age of memes. And indeed, my 20-year-old sat 10 feet from me last night and sent me about 25 memes whilst giggling about it. Uh, some of them were very amusing, one of which I tweeted. It's somewhat off-color. You ought to follow us on Twitter if you'd like to see it. It had to do with Star Spangled Ding Dongs, which is a, a hostess product. Hmm.
1: Yes. Did not know that.
2: And I made, uh, well, I, I I sent along a very sophisticated the joke ding, about the
1: ding-dongs. Is the ding-dong the long, r- round, thin one, or the one that looks like the hockey puck? <sighs> the
2: ding-dong is the puck, the ho-ho. Right. Is the tube. Gotcha. Right. Which, that... ironically, is more ding-dong-esque. Right. Okay. The, uh... Anyway, moving along. But the upside of this um, could be the a little bit of college reform. For the umpteenth time, why does it cost $50,000 a year and you have to go to a town full of giant ivy-colored buildings to get the knowledge that's available on the Internet? Um, And uh, there's more, though, and this is a great piece from Cato, the Cato Institute. Businesses are racing to produce vaccines, treatments, and medical supplies to help slow and ultimately defeat the pandemic. Companies are ramping up output of safety equipment, ventilators, creating improved tests, working on vaccines and treatments for COVID-19. And it's heartening amidst the dismal news to read about the rapid and concerted action taken by entrepreneurs and businesses on every facet of the crisis. Here's just a quick checklist for you. And a lot of this is possible, by the way, because the administration, using its emergency powers, has stripped away the, for instance, there are four different giant federal agencies that govern the use of those N95 masks of course everybody sir. needs. Of course Four sir. giant bureaucracies that have to check the box of course on sir. those masks. Yep. Makes but anyway, sense. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so negative. I'm so bitchy. Here's some of the good stuff. EO Products started increasing production of its hand sanitizer brand in January. It's now pumping out 16 times more product than before. They saw the early market signals hinting at the coming crisis, and they pursued swift action. Can you imagine if a government bureaucracy was in charge of telling EO products when to gear up and how? Half of it's pond water, but, you know. Well, and it would happen midway through next year. Gojo Industries, the maker of Purell, started ramping up production in January. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 3M Company has doubled its global output of N95 respirators to 100 million per month, including 35 million in the U.S. Thank you, finally. Numerous other companies have jumped into face mask production. Ventec Life Systems ramping up ventilator production to 1,000 units per month, up from the usual 150. Medtronic aiming to double production of ventilators. Zoll Medical Corp has quadrupled production of ventilators in recent weeks. Um, Zoll President Elijah White said of his workers, they're working a lot of overtime. They're putting themselves at higher risk by coming in, but we feel like we have a really important role to play. Bloom Energy uh, is using its capabilities to refurbish older ventilator systems. Um, Cepheid has developed a new test for coronavirus that produces results in less than an hour at the point of care. A bunch of other biotech commercials, uh, commercial companies are knocking themselves out pursuing vaccines and treatments from Novavax, uh, Pfizer, Gilead scientists, Heat Biologics, and and quite a few others. Thank God the American spirit of innovation and entrepreneurship hasn't been choked to death yet. They're working. Can you it? imagine if we had to depend on government bureaucracies? Oh, my God, and there's part of the country that wants more and more of that. Please resist them.
1: So this is an interesting development. They were interviewing Kevin Bacon on the Today Show for how to deal with uh, isolation and social distancing. Why? Now, was that related to the whole six degrees of separation, which turns out to be a thing? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation, right? Uh, Well, it started in the 60s, I guess. A study was done, and they realized that we're all six people away from everyone on earth on earth right and uh you know it became the funny six degrees of kevin bacon thing right. over time but that's it's a good indication of how the coronavirus spreads because you're only six relationships away from pick anybody uh, <clears throat> chairman g of china some could, tribesmen squatting in a hut you could find africa s- you could find six steps to get me to, to, to president g right um right anyway uh, so if i like figure out that Relationship. Can I
2: punch somebody in the face and have them pass it on till finally President Xi gets a good solid punch in the face? That'd be great if it worked that way. I'll <laughs> bet it's not. That last guy's got to be really committed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's got the heaviest load, right? <laughs> it's right. probably
1: a bad example to pick somebody as famous as that because I think I could get there pretty easily on my own. I'll bet Ying Ma, who we had in here a couple of weeks ago. Expert on Chinese on China, she's from China. I'm sure she knows some powerful people in China that she's interviewed and that sort of stuff. Right, they would know. You might be able to get there in like three steps. Right, yeah. with her. But like the person you're talking about squatting in a hut somewhere in Africa, yeah, and I'm not they sure. might
2: be standing erect. I don't know,
1: or sitting even. You don't have to squat. Right. It's not mandatory. Right. You're perching,
0: it's healthier. Right. <laughs> that reminds me, I got a perch.
1: There we go. Now I'm perching. Anyway, what was my point? I don't know what my point was. I just oh. wondered why Kevin Bacon was on TV. <laughs> um, why was anybody asking Kevin Bacon anything about anything? Right. And uh, saying Bacon made me hungry. So back to what I was originally going to talk about. Yes. Um, there are some reports out there, and this gets a little bit to two uh, experts in uh, from Stanford and the Wall Street Journal today arguing that their data leads them to believe this is less deadly than the flu, and we're really overreacting by shutting down the world's biggest economy the way we have for something that's not as deadly as a flu. And they back it up with some numbers. They said they're not certain yet, but yeah. they said early, early indications leads them that direction, so let's, you know, take it easier. Let's at um, least research that possibility. But I don't know if any of this is based on this, because I've seen this a couple of places, trying to nail down how many people are dying who get, Corona. Well, it's impossible to know because there's so many people who have it who haven't been tested at all. But Italy may have been way off on their numbers in that they were counting practically everybody that died as a corona death. Mm. Um, and they had a lot of unhealthy people. You know, we've we've maybe you've heard the numbers here, or seen the graphs. Half the people that died of corona had f- at least three other medical problems: high blood pressure, diabetes. Mm-hmm. You smoked. You had emphysema. All this stuff. Right. But there's a bunch of people that died, perhaps, of just emphysema or heart yeah. attacks or whatever had nothing to do with corona well and ninety nine percent were over fifty as well,
2: and the vast majority had at least one underlying health problem which so, would, yeah
1: which would really throw off the numbers for how deadly this is, which would really throw off our reaction. We're never going to really know the answer to this until like this time next year, but uh I, the, the 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 best way to get to this would be to test as many people in the United States as possible. Get a giant sample of how many people have this Clearly. so we can figure out. Because right now it's 1.4, um, which is lower than they thought it was before. Or how many people are dying um, as a percentage? And uh, the Stanford people in the Wall Street Journal think it's way lower than that. So we got to test a bunch of people. We have some really
2: smart, really wise, really interesting listeners. We also have obnoxious morons listening. Yes. Which group are you? And we'll let you self classify. You all spend money. Um, one of them, the title of the email is, and I want to share it with you in a moment or two if we have time. So it's, this it's is not,
1: an OM right here? Pardon me? An ob- obnoxious oh, moron?
2: Oh, no, 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 no indeed. No, okay. the opposite. Read the human lives versus the economy argument. Oh boy. The economy is human lives.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And it really makes the case well. Really good stuff. Okay. Yeah, finally a little freaking wisdom. Yeah, about you're not going to get this crap on the cable
1: news. No, you're not. Why are you taking that tone? I don't know. What's the matter with you? Trying it out. <laughs> I'm you shaking know. my
2: head disgustedly. <laughs> this is radio. You can't see it. Trust me. I am. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. I heard the people
1: stuck at home right now are eating more and sleeping less. It's like everyone on Earth just got dumped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. It is a little like that.
1: Mm. I got to get my eating habits under control. Yeah, me too. I can't eat like this through the entire pandemic Carol.
2: Yeah, and I can't be the only one that finds the cocktails going down a, a little easy.
1: He survived Corona, but he didn't survive grocery store pie. Oh, boy. Coming up, Jack, the history of the handshake? Uh Yeah, a cherished part of American life that I think is going to go away because of this. I think a lot of things are going to change out of all this, and I think one of them that's going to change is the handshake is going away.
2: I hope not. I love to touch and be touched. Don't you? By randos. <laughs> Got this note from Justin in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburghians, the practical people. Love this note. Guys, I appreciate your nuanced approach on today's show and and yesterday's when discussing the idiocy of setting up a false dichotomy, a false choice, if you will, between trusting economists and trusting epidemiologists, as you put it. Well, and as the cable news morons have put it. But back to Justin. Did you have a a bit of uh, poison to throw in?
1: I I saw a headline yesterday, I remember it was, I think it was the New York Times. Trump suggests opening America back up on Easter despite expert recommendations. Oh yeah, the, the, the health people recommend no. The, a lot of the economists though recommend yes. So you could have written that headline completely the other direction if you'd have wanted to about the economy and it's a balance. All right. And, and what makes it in even more egregious
2: a lie and b of idiocy is that the economists and the doctors are talking to each other saying right yeah i totally get your right. point of view that's a good point we need to uh, take a look at this as well they're working together when well, we got a quote of a play, anyway uh, well,
1: play five just while we're on that uh, tone right there you can have people go to work you can test people and find out that they
0: are resolved from the virus, let them go back to work. You can have younger people go back to work. You can have an economic startup strategy that is consistent with the public health strategy. That's Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. Ignoring He's Ignoring
1: make- the medical professionals. He was making the argument yesterday, we can't continue like this. We need to come up with another way to go about it. We're going to kill our economy.
2: But how do I cast that as a conflict? I don't know. Anyway, back to this email. You're prioritizing
1: I think the economy over grandma? I think it's terrific. Here's a simple
2: fact that most people seem to forget. Whenever the unemployment rate goes up, the male, particularly, suicide rate goes up. You could have a whole discussion about why this is mostly a problem of male suicides, blah, blah, blah. The simple fact is that the, if the unemployment rate goes up to 10% or higher, people will die. You can observe this quite simply with the opioid epidemic. In the parts of the country where the local economy imploded due to jobs getting outsourced and factories shut down, we have what are called deaths of despair. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, Besides suicides, you have drug overdoses, alcohol poisoning, people simply losing the will to wake up in the morning often happening to young and otherwise healthy young people. Even those who don't die can suffer from depression, fall into a chronic state of numbness with non-fatal drug abuse. The opioid crisis shows us the effects of job loss in a hollowed-out economy. When talking about whether to resume business as usual for the sake of the economy, it is not a question of money on one hand and human lives on the other. Both outcomes involve some loss of human life. Only a simpleton could fail to realize this. Or a news talking head. If experts believe that the number of possible coronavirus deaths outweighs the cost of putting the economy on pause, fine, we can have that discussion. But I find myself deeply frustrated by people who seem to operate with the assumption, assumption that the economy is just a line on a stock trader's computer that goes up and down. The unemployment rate isn't just a number, it's a measure of what is happening in the lives of real people. Thanks for remaining a sane voice in increasingly insane times. You're welcome. Uh, it's Justin Pittsburgh. Well done, sir. I salute yeah, you.
1: I saw a decent article about that yesterday talking about how the economy is life. It's our lives. That's what we're all doing. We're, 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 we're living in the world, and the economy is that. Right. So trashing that is trashing our lives. Well, and I would suggest only the extremely well-paid
2: media elite or the permanently employed government types could fail to understand that because they don't rub elbows with us unwashed working people in the non home in the hamptons owning crowd they don't get that they don't they, they, they haven't struggled to pay a bill they don't have a friend who's unemployed and facing despair and you got to give him a pep talk every week they don't know what that is oh my god i, I try not to hate anybody but my dislike of the media is, is getting up into the h zone
1: so, how long are the uh, after effects going to be on our psyche? Week and a half. Uh, I suppose it depends on how long it lasts. If it, it lasts till you know August, worst case scenario.
2: And it, it, it depends, you know, how you handle it. I mean, it it will split families apart. Oh but no! You mean doubt.
1: as a society in general, our own individual psyche is okay. like. For instance, I was talking about this with my wife last night. The whole germ thing. I've never been a germaphobe. At all. I'm clear the other side of it. But I'm like, I'm wiping everything off, wiping off my steering wheel when I come out of the grocery
0: store. But just, I mean, just... Washing your hands like a surgeon? Yeah, wiping s- off my phone. While you are in the store, was there somebody doing stuff to your steering wheel?
1: <laughs> well, if I came out and I touched the... If I touched the this, then, then that, that, then I think, oh, wait, I touched this, so I'll wipe that off again and just... Right. I and right. I just, in
0: abundance of caution. Yeah, 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 and
1: I just wonder, is this going to continue, or will I ever, will we all ever go back to... Walking into the mall, putting our hand on the rail on the escalator, going in, shaking hands with a stranger, or will we have this on our mind all the time for the rest of our lives now, do you think?
0: Mm,
2: I think it's like a lot of things. Time will heal all sensitivities.
1: The handshake, Joe, dates back to the 5th century in Greece. It was a symbol of peace showing that neither person was carrying a weapon. Good times, the 5th century During in the Greece. Roman era, the handshake was actually more of an arm grab. It involved grabbing each other's forearms yeah. to check that neither had a knife hidden up his sleeve. I appreciate that. You ever, you know, like, shake hands
2: with a guy with particularly big hands and he goes way up high and, like, grabs your watch? I hate that. <laughs> I've
1: Let's got, hook thumbs and get the proper fit. I've got more on the fascinating history of the handshake and whether or not it's going to go away, and I hope that Boy. it does. I'm going to be pro-eliminating the handshake from society. That's going to be my cause for the rest of my but life. But what about the human touch? Ew. Ew.